Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer with our weekly tour of news for the Altamont Enterprise. I'm here with co-publisher Marcello Yaya. We're at Albany Medical Center today because I have a procedure and didn't want to miss the tour. Our front page is dominated by a picture of a new way of building houses, and you'll see more about that inside. The lead story is about the Burn Knox Westerlos School Board race. There are five candidates vying for two seats, and a race where people are discussing the issues is a good thing for the school district. Also on the front page, we have Incredible Emma. She's a third grader at Burn Knox Westerlo and wears a purple cape like a superhero because she is one. She has a rare disease, slipedema, and she and her parents have become lobbyists to get money for research to help with that disease. Our editorial this week coins a new phrase, complacency is the father of ruination. We're all familiar with the phrase, necessity is the mother of invention, but it occurred to us this week as we talked to the architect on the passive house, the one featured on our front page and inside, about the kinds of things people are doing on their own to save energy and help our planet. And it's also a rallying cry for standing up for the Paris Agreement so that our country can do its part in trying to keep the planet from ruination. Illustrated with a drawing from our Carol Hoogan. Letters start out with some advice from Dee Wassner, pitching in to help rather than shouting. Can't be bad in any situation. Jim Pickett who we thought this week would be pleased to see the news on the sidewalk rant since he's written about that before, is now writing about sprinkling and conserving water. We have many, 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 many letters for the upcoming Burn Knox Westerlo school board races, and we've had more since we went to print. It's a lively one, and we encourage people to read about the issues and think it through and vote. Two pictures from Troop 1471 in Gilderland. These Girl Scouts are very busy, and this time they're featured helping at the Gilderland Food Pantry. More wit and wisdom from John R. Williams, who did a podcast with us this past week and told the same story. You can listen to him tell it as well as read it. And we have um, Richard Ronconi weighing in on the Stewart's proposal for the Hilltowns, which is still live. And more activities, lots of cleanup for spring, a new double weekend in New Scotland and Voorheesville team, teaming up, an interesting talk um, about the automobile age from a license plate collector in the Clarksville Historical Society session and a plea from the Thompson's Lake Rural Cemetery for support. Frank Palmieri has written us about one of his favorite songs, Jessica. And here's the news on the sidewalk grant, $680,000, right along Route 20 that will take people to the library. And Timothy Wiles, the director of the library, as part of the application, wrote a very moving plea talking about the young families and immigrant families that walk to the library to learn English and socialize and how much safer they will be now. The Voorheesville Village Board passed a budget for next year, $2.3 million, maintaining all services, adding engineering costs for sidewalks and looking for a well, and still keeping taxes flat. 
$1.26 per thousand. They heard a presentation from Robin Reynolds, who's with the Capital District Region Planning Committee, a commission about um, NYSERDA funds, and they were very enthused about applying. We wish them luck. Knox was right on the cusp and didn't uh, yet complete its fourth action item in order to receive a $100,000 grant. More on incredible Emma, she and her mother in Washington with the Capitol in the background. She is also a dancer and strikes a lovely pose there. More on the Gilderland candidates, the incumbents, all Democrats. Most of them are committed to running. Um, Paul Pastor, one of the town board members, is still considering if he'll run again. H. Rose Schneider has a story on a cell tower hearing in Westerlo, and this crane was to approximate the height of the tower if it were to be built. And there were some people who thought it was necessity for modern life, talking about how kids can't do their homework. <laughs> they have to sit on the library steps after hours to get the uh, Wi-Fi. And others concerned about the health issues that can come with a tower. These are the profiles from Rose Schneider on the five candidates. We have Randy Bashwinger, a challenger, currently the highway superintendent in Bern. Helen Lounsbury, a retired teacher who has served on the board before. Kimberly Lavelle, who was recently appointed to the board, a teacher at Middleburg with a child in the school district. Nathan Elbla with children in the school district, who was elected in a field of five last time, top vote getter. And Martin Zinger, also with children in the district, making his first run. Arrests, as always, and a story on a young man, a senior at Gilderland High School, being charged with sexual assault while his father maintains his innocence. A man from Utica who was driving three, through Gilderland on I-90, and has now pleaded guilty to driving well impaired by drugs and alcohol. Lots of senior news. And here is our special section. We're very proud of this one. This is a passive house being built by Elizabeth Scott. And this picture was taken as it was under construction. And a passive house is different than a solar house, which her parents had built in the 1970s. Glass and mass, the architect called it. This one depends on super insulation. He said it's like being inside of a thermos, and it saves 90% of the energy usually used for a house. And Elizabeth Scott here is showing how lovely the floors will look once the um, concrete is polished. And this is one of the workers that's from a company in Maine um, assembling the prefabricated panels, which are thick, 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 and will be filled with cellulose insulation. Turning the page, Joe E. Prout has returned to us with pictures from her garden. This tree, almond tree, was planted for the birth of her daughter seven years ago, Marcella, and see how it's grown just as beautifully as Marcella. Of course, an all-time favorite, bleeding hearts and lilies complete the picture page. Rose has written about a young prize-winning beekeeper who was given her own hive as a prize and hasn't lost a single bee. Looking ahead, we have a house in McCownville where two women have put all kinds of talents into their collections and making the home a cozy and lovely place. And finally, we have Rose writing on 
a community garden which is just starting at Burn Knox Westerlo. Lots of events in the community calendar. The library is lively as always, including a llama at the library in Bethlehem. And we have some sad obituaries this week. Um, Dr. Brooks, who did a lot to help people and animals. Uh, Teresa Panapinto, who died way too young and contributed so much to the world. Marsha Purley, who lived a grand and wonderful life and is celebrated by her children and grandchildren on three continents. Blotters arrests, as always, with a special picture to alert people to stop when they see school bus lights flashing. Lots of neat legal notices. Uh, student news, always happy to see one of our students do well. And Jennifer Gregg is signing for RPI. The Knights of Lansingburg shut out the Voorheesville Blackbirds, but there were some grand moments in the softball game. And we can conclude with the Blackbirds flying high. The girls won their three-way meet. The boys came in second. And you can just see the varieties of their talents. That's it for this week.